Hi, I'm Kristen, and this is the Simple Handmade Everyday Podcast, where I talk about living a creative, intentional life. I like to chat about quilting, sometimes knitting, what I'm reading and watching, and a little bit about keeping a cozy, organized home. I've got my cup of tea in hand, so let's settle in for a chat. This is episode 44. Hey, friends. This episode is coming at you in mid-March 2020, and for all of you future listeners, this is what I believe is the beginning of the coronavirus craziness. Oh my goodness, I'm not going to dwell on this too much because I'm hoping that you came here to listen to something as a little bit of an escape. But, you know, let's uh, acknowledge the fact that things are a little different right now. For instance, uh, everything's canceled. <laughs> everything's canceled. Uh, my, I'm picking up my college kids tomorrow. They actually do have to do their online finals next week. Um, they're actually both staying uh, a couple extra weeks after their spring break. Because um, my daughter, who was graduating and is supposed to start a job, that's been delayed a week because people are working remotely and there's no one there to train. There's no reason for my son to go back at the beginning of the quarter. Um, for his uh, last quarter at, at college here. Um, a lot of people are going to be living at home uh, this quarter and taking their college classes because it's all online learning everywhere. But I, I think he might be going back to, to campus. We'll see. I mean, basically, that's three weeks from now. And that feels like who knows what things will be like. So no, no promises there. But uh, Saturdays are usually filled for us around here, even with just one kid at home. We do a bunch of uh, stuff for, uh, for music, for jazz. It's all canceled. So that's why I'm here podcasting today. I've got a little more free time like maybe some of you do. Um, I went grocery shopping this morning. Oh, my gosh. This is also the beginning of the Trader Joe's craziness. I was just going to do my normal Trader Joe's shopping. We have not been panic buying. Um, you know, I guess we did some, uh, we got serious about earthquake prep six, nine months ago. And so we're like stocked up on stuff and we're Costco shoppers anywhere. So, you know, we just, it went in the, uh, this whole thing has fallen in the cycle where we had just recently been to Costco. So we have the big pack of toilet paper and paper towels and stuff. So we're not uh, hopefully contributing to the the mania. But I went to go do my normal Trader Joe shopping this morning and there were like over a hundred people in line to get in the door. So I turned around, I went back to the more conventional grocery store that is actually right behind my house um, called Vaughn's and um, it was not in bad shape. It's kind of interesting. I don't know what's going on with the Trader Joe's people, but they seem to be panicking. There were no potatoes or onions or bananas. <laughs> and I'm glad we're not a milk drinking family. But uh, yeah, it's funny because when I was uh, checking out, this woman said, wow, you're really stocking up. And I'm just like, actually, this is just a weekly shopping trip for me. <laughs> Meanwhile, that woman had already been to several grocery stores and Target. And oh my gosh, you know, it was out of freezer space, all the craziness. So um, anyway, so that's kind of, you know, the runs on toilet paper, runs on Trader Joe's <laughs> in general. I, I I don't know if I really understand um, what that part of the panic is about, but you know, whatever. But I do have a funny story that I want to share with you. So um, last week, um, when this stuff started coming down, we kind of realized, okay, maybe we could do a few things. Like 
what if we had some hand sanitizer? Because we're not a hand sanitizer family. I actually dug one a one ounce little bottle out of my purse that probably was part of a gift from like Bath and Body Works. So that's in my car. Um, but I was like, okay, we could use some hand sanitizer because we're being really good about washing hands. But you know, like when you go to the grocery store, when you get in the car, you might want to do the hand sanitizer. Now I'm just using those sanitizing wipes when I go into the grocery store and when I come out. But um, I thought, okay, this would be a good idea. Obviously, because we were a little late to even be thinking about this, it's all gone. So then, you know, the DIY recipes are going around, right? The um, basically a cup of aloe vera gel and three quarters of a cup of alcohol, like 99% alcohol. Well, I, I was able to buy some aloe vera gel. So I just got like a 16 ounce bottle, no big deal. But <laughs> you can't find 99% alcohol. And I bought the aloe vera gel because I was under the impression at the time that you could actually mix it with vodka and that we have. Turns out that's that was wrong information because you want the final concentration of the alcohol plus the aloe vera gel, which is just so you don't burn your hands or whatever, to be 60% alcohol. You probably know all this, um, but vodka is only 40% alcohol or something like that. And by the time you cut in half with the gel, it's like not nearly enough. 60% normal rubbing alcohol, not enough. So uh, we start doing this research. My husband gets on this and um, there's this alcohol called Everclear that is 190 proof or they, as they say, maybe 189 proof because there's some like law about it going to 190. And so that's pretty darn close. So I go to the grocery store, never heard of it. I go to a liquor store, let's just say in a part of town that I not would not normally go to a liquor store in. I'm doing this on my birthday, by the way. And um, turns out the guy who owns that liquor store is just could not have been nicer. And he's and I, I walk in and I said, I'm a little embarrassed to ask for this, but do you have Everclear, like 190 proof Everclear? And he goes, don't be embarrassed. You are not the first person to come in here and ask for this. Um, he said, no, I don't. And I've talked to all my suppliers and I can't get it. And um, he said, if you find someone who has it, would you please come back and tell me where they're getting it? Because I would be happy to buy a case for people like you. So then I get in the car and I call BevMo, which I've never been in a BevMo, but I think it's just kind of like a Costco for alcohol, <laughs> beverages in general. I don't know. I've never been in one, but I thought, okay, you know, maybe they would have it. So I call them and she says... 190 proof alcohol is illegal in California. So you're not going to find it. Um, we do have, we do sell Everclear that's 120 proof, but we're sold out, which is that that's uh, 120 proof is 60% alcohol. I've got 60% alcohol at home. So, so anyways, so I have a lone bottle of aloe vera gel, which I don't even need because we have 27 million aloe vera plants. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just hoping that at some point uh, the supply will come back and I can get that 99% um, alcohol and just have a few hand sanitizers for, for the car. You know, that's really all I wanted is for that time that you can't um, necessarily wash your hands. So, yeah, so that was my that was my birthday adventure is <laughs> trying to hunt down Everclear. Oh, so just, you know, everything's strange, right? Everything's strange. Everything's canceled. But I feel like as quilters and probably a lot of introverts, we've been training for this our whole lives. We are prepared to stay home and sew and knit and cook and watch copious amounts of television and listen to audiobooks. So we are going to be fine. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank the Fat Quarter Shop for once again 
sponsoring the podcast. Fat Quarter Shop is a one-stop show for quilting fabrics and supplies for quilters around the world. They stock quilt shop quality fabrics, pre-cuts, quilt kits, patterns, notions, and even cross-stitch supplies. This month, Butter Churn Basics by Kim Deal are 20% off both the yardage and the pre-cuts, and they are lovely low-volume fabrics. And I happen to notice that they have Homemade by Tula Pink, so if you're a fan, you might want to check that out. I'll put a link in the show notes. So let's talk quilting. Well, the biggest quilting thing on my radar right now is the uh, hand-pieced quilt-along is um, officially launching on Monday, March 16th. Um, And just so you know, if you are listening in the future, I'm sure you can probably still buy that pattern. I don't know why we would ever take it down, but um, this has been really fun. We've had quite a few people buy the pattern and in the hand-pieced quilt-along Facebook group, people are posting their fabric pulls for it. There are some little early birds that are already sewing blocks. At least one person has posted the first three blocks, which is uh, nice to see. It's nice to always... uh, have that uh, confirmation that nobody's having any trouble with the pattern. Apparently the instructions are are, uh, are working because people are posting these things. Um, Patty and I each released uh, a tutorial about how to use templates. And this handpiece quilt song, the, the pattern is called Book Club. And it's a nine, uh, a nine block sampler. And each block we named after a, a favorite literary character. And we'll talk about those books in the posts as we go. But... Um, there's, there's some new skills we're teaching in, in this uh, handpiece quilt along. The first one that we did, uh, when did we start that? I guess the beginning of 2019. Um, that was very much a, you know, start from the beginning, skill building. We started with four patches. We did half square triangles, quarter square triangles, and flying geese as the first four blocks. And then we incorporated combinations of those in the last five blocks. And all that is still on the blogs, both uh, my blog, Simple Handmade Every Day, and Patty's Elm Street Quilts. Um, so those are still available. And a lot of people are kind of warming up by remaking those blocks or making those blocks for the first time. For the, That uh, group has continued to grow since we did that first quilt along. So um, all of that is still up there. So for this quilt along, we want to kind of extend those skills. So we're doing, um, first of all, a lot of the blocks, most actually, use templates because that gives us access to curves and just kind of some shapes that are a little bit um, some of them not impossible to cut with a rotary cutter, but easier to do with a template. So, um, and Patty and I both posted um, tutorials on how do you make and use templates, the different materials you can use, and and you know, and you can do them different ways. Some people um, trace a template on the on the on the finished measurement of the of the unit, and then um, and then mark out a quarter inch seam allowance. Um, and you can, you know, the, the templates that we provide in the pattern, you can do either way. You can, so there's a solid line for the, the finish line for the, the finished measurement of the unit and then a dashed line for the quarter inch mark. So we show how to do that. So, um, she has a written tutorial and I made a video. So you're, you're all covered there. Um, we'll also cover some other skills like partial seams and, um, I don't know, some, just some, lots of other little skills. So we will start, um, posting our little tips and tricks on how to make each block on starting on March 16th and so we do um, everything in kind of a series of three blocks so there'll be three blocks in March and then there'll be um, 
a, well, I guess we started with a, a week of prep work because with templates, you know, it takes a little longer to sometimes, you know, do your, your cutting and marking and all that. So there'll be three blocks in March, three blocks in April, three blocks in May, and then some time to uh, finish your quilt at the end. Lots of They'll be linking up just like we did last year. So when you finish a block, you can um, post it on the link up on our blogs. And then there will be um, drawings, random drawings every week um, that there's a block link up. We've got so many great sponsors. Um, Orifil and Olfa, Oliso. There's will be um, the, the little wool mats, um, some gift cards, Fat Quarter Shop, um, pineapple fabrics it's just like so many fun things so definitely uh, get in on that and like what better time to just stay home and so <laughs> learn a new skill maybe um, is right now so we hope you'll join us um, I'll put a link in the show notes but definitely uh, check that out so a lot of my time lately has been uh, making videos <laughs> which has just been a comedy of errors there's four videos I want to make I've completed two of them I've shot the other two twice and can't use them for various reasons so I had a real Murphy's Law thing going on there for a while but uh, I'm looking forward to getting back and doing that that I might just have to kick everybody out of the house because it turns out I need to video at the kitchen table that's where the best light is so I might just have to kick everyone out for an hour or two while I knock out those last two videos but uh, I've also I'm trying to take this opportunity to really finish some things to you know I think that might be a good thing to do during this whole uh, coronavirus quarantine time is just let's stay home and finish the stuff we have we all probably have enough works in progress and unfinished objects and stashes that we don't do need to do a lot of leaving the house right now so I quilted a baby quilt I know I've been quilting by check recently but I am on the blog tour for patchwork gifts by Elise Beck and um, that was a really fun baby quilt to make and it um, it's a nice size to quilt on your home machine so I did some paisleys in the center and um, it's got some wide borders on it and um, so I, I did um, like three lines of just straight line quilting um, right out you know on the inner part of the border and then the way my walking foot is, is it really only leaves, if, if I just use my walking foot as a guide, those um, straight line quilting lines are about a quarter of an inch apart, which is, um, you know, that's a lot of quilting. And so I did three lines of that, left a couple inches and then did three more lines and then did kind of a ribbon candy between those. So the borders came out pretty cute. Um, I was a little nervous. Uh, ribbon candy is a motif that scares me, but there's kind of a version of ribbon candy called crazy eights which is um, also just like sloppy ribbon candy and i'm more like that <laughs> but it was good it felt good to get to to actually quilt again so um and i did some scrappy binding on that and uh, that's all done so if it ever stops raining around here and i'm not complaining because we can use the rain i need to do some photography on that quilt but that was really fun i'm not sure who the recipient will be for that it's I've kind of learned that it's nice to have a, a baby quilt or two um, just on hand for uh, people you know as a last-minute gift not that a baby should be a last-minute gift because we've got plenty of warning for people having babies right but anyways um, last night I also cut and, and made all the binding for the sweet confetti quilt which has been just languishing since January and I want to give that away soon. Um, so I made the binding and um, trimmed it up. So 
this afternoon, hopefully, I will sew the binding on the front, and then I'll have some nice uh, handwork to do. So that'll be fun. And I haven't done anything about uh, the quilting on my hand-pieced quilt-along quilt. I am still considering hand quilting uh, spirals all over it. Um, now, Patty, my co-host of the hand-pieced quilt-along, um, she has done a more of a modern version of um, our hand-pieced quilt-along quilt. We both used art gallery fabrics, which are just a dream to sew with. I I uh, use this blue um, color pack. It's called a, a Color Master curated bundle. And she used, um, oh, I'm going to forget what it's called. I think it's called Deco Stitch. And it's just beautiful. And, she's, and she did, uh, she put the whole quilt on point to make it bigger. And then did these um, big gold triangles in the corners. And she spiral quilted the whole thing, starting in the middle and just, you know, one big spiral out. And it looks stunning. It's beautiful definitely I'll put a link in the show notes but it is gorgeous so um yeah so I'm that's kind of on my mind too of how I want to I want to quilt that one and um yeah I just you know I've got a number of quilts that I've been meaning to get to I was I I got off track sewing my son this solids quilt called rooftop wonders and um you know what happened is uh you had to make strip sets of different colors and it's, it's all supposed to look very random, but, um, I mean, I had some other obligations I needed to do, but I'm really realizing that I'm not happy with one of my strip sets with the, the colors that I did. And I just, I need to pull it apart and, and just redo it and come up with a series of colors that I love, um, because I just, I wasn't loving it. And I think that just kind of put me off it. Isn't it funny how those little things, like it's easily fixed, right? But it's just making me feel like, eh, I don't want to work on that. So, um, my daughter has a really good way with color and she's going to be here for three weeks. So maybe I'll say, Hey, let's sit down and figure this out for me help let's let's together work on this um so so i'm just kind of uh gonna work on what i've got so i'm interested to find out what you guys are gonna do um if you have any any specific sewing plans for the idea that maybe we're not going to be out and about as much as usual well one exciting thing is that i got some books some quilting books from c and t and the first one um, well the only one i want to talk about today is Quilt Modern Curves and Bold Stripes by Heather Black and Daisy, and I don't know how to say this, I want to say Ashenhoog. Um, she's um, Warm Folk on Instagram, and I have a special affection for her because she lives in Oslo, and um, so when she posts pictures around Oslo, sometimes I feel like, oh, I've been there, I've been there, so because my, I guess not everybody knows this, but uh, my daughter did a semester abroad in Norway, and I got to visit her, so I have a very... Um, very soft spot in my heart for Norway. So these two women, Heather Black and Daisy, they are amazing modern quilters. And I think at least two of the quilts in this book, if not more, were in this year's quilt con. Um, and I have been saying for a long time, and every time I see a quilt con, I th think the same thing. I love modern quilts. Why do I not make modern quilts? And some of it is that Traditional quilts, they're block-based. Um, blocks are pretty established. It's, it's easier. It's easier to design a, a more traditional quilt. And I don't have any background in graphic design or anything. So these um, off-grid quilts and things with a lot of negative space, they, it all feels very risky to me. And, uh, and I often don't really know where to start. I actually have a craftsy class by Jackie Gearing. I don't know what it's called. I, I don't know if it's called 
improv quilts. I don't think it's improv because it's not really improv. It's more just probably modern quilts. And, and she kind of gives you some uh, patterns or formulas for getting off grid and for doing some of the things, leaving some negative space. So I should check that out again. But there's a particular quilt in this book. Um, let's see if I can find it. Here it is. It's called, I took a picture of it and put it on Instagram one day, Sunset Horizons. And it's got a lot of, it's got circles and stripes. Um, and it's absolutely stunning. It's like a, a big circle. And, well, there's 12 circles. And inside each circle is a smaller circle. It kind of looks like, I don't know, I can imagine these being earrings and there's stripes within them. And it's just, it's solid space. It's gorgeous. So I think I'm going to make that one. Um, so if you're looking for um, a book to inspire you, oh my gosh, here, I've got a close up of that quilt that I was just talking about and the quilting, they did matchstick quilting on it and it's so close together. It would take 27 years to do that quilting. That's crazy. It looks so cool though. Um, so if you're looking for, you know, to be inspired, um, if you like me, love modern, modern quilts and don't know where to start, um, I would recommend checking that out. It's a, it's a brand new book and I'm totally loving it. It says 15 dynamic projects for all skill levels. So, so no matter where you are, um, you can definitely find something in there. So I'm excited about that. I've got um, no knitting to talk about, so I'm just going to skip right over that. Although my daughter's coming home and she's a big crocheter, so I bet we will get some good crochet projects out of her. All of my dishcloths are completely falling apart all at the same time, so I need to get her on that. I will keep her supplied with nitpicks, dishy cotton yarn, and see if she can uh, get, my, get my stockpile of dishcloths back up. From a reading standpoint, I'm, I'm not making a whole lot of progress. I have two physical books that I really want to read, and I just, I'm so used to ebooks, I'm having a hard time getting myself to read regular books. It's kind of strange, and I think it's because I do a lot of my reading at night in bed, and um, books on uh, either a Kindle or the Kindle app on my iPad mini just seem to work better in that way. So that's kind of a weird observation I've made about myself. Um, but I do, I, I want to get on those because there were two books that I asked for for Christmas. And here we are in March and I haven't made any progress on them. But I have been listening to a book called The Alice Network. And I think it's, a, um, I have several library cards where I uh, borrow uh, audiobooks through the Libby app. Um, so I, th I think that, so I have several library cards for our surrounding libraries. And um, I think that this one is the one city, one book for one of those, because it says that you can basically you anyone can have access to this audiobook. Like <laughs> it doesn't matter, like the loan doesn't run out, which I thought was kind of interesting. So I'm really enjoying this book. It is about it's, it takes place in two time periods. The um, the more contemporary of the time periods is actually I want to say 1947. It's a few years after World War II. And our heroine, whose name is Charlie, is in search of her cousin. Um, Charlie lives in the U.S. on the East Coast, um, but she has this cousin from France who she lost track of during World War II. And so she goes to Europe for a different reason, but decides while she's there, she's going to hunt down her cousin and find out. Everyone assumes that um, her, her cousin's name is Rose. Everyone assumes she's dead. She, uh, Charlie does not believe this. So 
she enlists the help of a, a woman who is sort of the last person that um, that she knows that she worked for. Her name's that woman's name is Eve, and so the other time period is World War One, where we find out why Eve in 1947 is such a train wreck. <laughs> She's a mess, but you find out that Eve was a spy during the First World War. And that's what the Alice Network is, is a bunch of women spies that just work in um, everyday jobs, actually sometimes take on different personas and things like that um, so that they can pass messages because nobody really cares about what women are doing, right? Nobody is, you know, people aren't as suspicious of women. So it's a very interesting um, situation um, where you're finding out all the spying that's going on in World War One. And, uh, and then you're following in post-World War II, Charlie's quest to um, find her cousin and how those two things overlap. I'm actually I'm not quite done, but I, I can say that I am very much enjoying it. So that's called The Alice Network. And um, for more, uh, I usually have a nonfiction book going as well. And I'm rereading Atomic Habits because it's so good and there's so much in it. I feel like it's a book you could just keep rereading because at different points in your life, depending on what's going on, different things are going to resonate with you. And one of my favorite things, I probably talked about this the first time I I read Atomic Habits a a few episodes ago, but I love this idea of um, as you're trying to establish new habits, no matter what that is, whether it's trying to eat better or save more money or, um, you know, whatever, change your workout plans, whatever that the habit is, be a, a better, um, house, you know, housekeeper is to put on the persona of the person that you want to be, you know? So instead of, um, instead of trying to say, oh, I want to be this way, you say, okay, I am this way. I am, I am a naturally thin person. So how does a naturally thin person eat? I am a, a person that is, um, that that's house is reasonably clean all the time. How do I, how does this person behave? <laughs> you know, it's like what they say, he says, uh, I saw a graphic by him. It says the, when you're talking about getting from point A to point B, what you have to do is basically pretend you're at point B. And the, how did I get here? You know, so I, I think that's kind of an interesting way to look at things. So I'm rereading Atomic Habits by James Clear. And I think the other thing I'm going to do is reread some favorite books. So as I said before, we have um, named each block of the handpiece quilts along quilt after favorite characters. So the first one is um, Evelyn. And I think we've already spilled the beans. That is um, Evelyn from Marie Bostwick's uh, book, Evelyn Dixon. So the... the um, cobbled court series um and uh and then we kind of talk about why we like that and and a little bit about why even as we looked at the blocks we actually patty and i one day over skype we were you know like going okay well this should be in you know named joe and this is why like we had little reasons that that block said that to us so that's gonna be kind of fun but i want to reread the shell seekers um by rosamunda pilcher scarlet feather by Maeve Binchy. um you know, Emma, Jane Eyre, all kinds of these books are just, you know, I made a little stack of them. I had six out of nine of them on my shelf. And um, the other, the other ones, there is one I haven't read that was a Patty favorite, and I need to find that book and read it. But the other ones were, I have that were um, ebooks, so I couldn't take a picture. That is the bad part about having an ebook, isn't it? It doesn't make a nice photograph. (laughs) So those are the kind of things I'm I'm thinking about reading during this, uh, 
you know, just as we, as we move forward. Um, in terms of uh, TV shows, I discovered a new, I believe, you know, I believe it's the new PBS Masterpiece series. It's called Beecham House. I, um, I did a little research and know that it originally aired in June 2019, but I'm thinking that that maybe was in the UK. And so it's, it's new here, not a hundred percent sure because we don't have in, like real TV. We stream everything. I just watch it on the PBS app where I have access to all the shows. Um, but I, it, it looked to me like maybe, um, episode two was had was just coming out so um that is a show i believe the opening date on it said that it was in 1795 so and it takes place in india so this is really fun so of course it's it's british colonized india so of course it's sort of a british show Uh, it wouldn't be masterpiece if it weren't right um but it's about a guy, John Beecham, who used to work for the East India Trading Company, um, has left that and is very angry about whatever went down there, which we don't really know yet. But he has established his own trading company, has done very well and basically bought like a palace in India. And then his he invites his mother to come. He hasn't seen her for 12 years. And it's Mrs. Padmore from um, Downton Abbey. It's uh, the, the, the cook from Downton Abbey. And is Padmore right? That doesn't sound right. I hope it's right. Anyway, so she's a fine lady. It's a very different role for her. So that's really fun. And she's brought with her um, a childhood friend of his um, that she is hoping to marry off. Um, you know, get them hooked up and uh there's all kinds of things there's a there's a baby involved we don't know who exactly who the parents are he's got all these these um these servants and there's a lot of mystery going on here and so it is absolutely stunning to watch now i love a good british tv show right with the um the beautiful countryside and the midsummer murders kind of villages, those kinds of things. And so this is very different because it's in India, but the colors and the textiles and the clothing, it's gorgeous. So that's called Beecham House. I'm only an episode or two, maybe I watched two episodes. So it's maybe a little premature for me to uh, give it the full endorsement because I don't really know where it's going, but I'm enjoying it right now. Um, the other show that my husband and I have just rewatched in anticipation for watching the, the next season is The Detectorists. Have you watched this? Oh my gosh. I love the show and I have to thank my friend Francis for turning me on to it a few years ago. It's on Amazon Prime and it is a show about these, um, in particular, two guys who are metal detectorists <laughs> into metal detection, which really gives you an opportunity to roam around the beautiful uh, English countryside. And um, it's a show about nothing. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Seinfeld could take notes about how this show is a show about nothing. It's delightful. If you watched the UK version of The Office, the guy who played Gareth who um, in in the uh, American version would be the Dwight character, kind of the really quirky second in command to the office guy, the main boss. Um, he wrote and directed uh, Detectress and stars in it. And he's the weirdest looking guy, as homely as they come, but it's just so good. He's so good at it. So that's been um, really fun. 
And so we rewatched the first two seasons, and now we just started the third because for my birthday, I wanted a subscription to Acorn TV. And so it's like the treasure trove of British TV for $5 a month. So I'm so excited about this. So first up, third season of The Detectorists. Um, and then again, my friend Francis, who's just my resource for all things British, has told me I need to watch Gavin and Stacey, which I started last night. Seems really fun. I can't tell you much about it because I've like literally only watched one episode. Um, but just flipping through, I'm just like, oh, there are so many things here I want to watch. One thing that's on Acorn is Still Life, which is the one Louise Penny book that they made into a movie. I talked about this years ago that um, I actually just paid to watch that, like rented it. Um, it's very disappointing. I was a little embarrassed because you, you know how, um, if, if you've listened for any length of time, you know I love the Inspector Gamache series by Louise Penny. And so I was so excited to watch the the movie. But one of the things I like about that, that those books is that they are very rich. They're very well written. There's a lot of references to poetry and art and music and everyone is eating really well. It just makes me just want to, you know, like cook better and dress better. <laughs> it makes me want to be the best version of myself. And, but all of that is so lost in the version, the in the movie version. It just is kind of like a murder she wrote. <laughs> and so that was really disappointing. But you know what, I think I'm going to watch it again anyways, just because um, it's kind of fun to revisit those characters. And I know those characters so well. So, um, and I, it's been a while since I saw the movie and I just kind of want to uh, appreciate or, or not how they did the casting and things like that. So anyway, so I'm going to check that out. Um, yeah. And what else? Um, I think I mentioned last time that uh, my husband and I were finishing, we're watching Homeland uh, season seven and um and thought that we were going to be able to i guess season eight and the final season is right now but we don't have access to it they're not putting it on hulu so i don't know it might be another five years before we ever finish that out so um so yeah i think we're all going to be hungering down um maybe doing a lot of sewing and watching tv and that's perfectly fine with me oh you know what else so we're always looking for a show that we can watch with our teenager because it's kind of the last thing we do um you know, before we go to bed at night, it's just all gather around, around the boob tube. Um, and you know, we've flown through all the normal office, 30 rock, um, parks and rec, all those things. And so now we are watching King of the Hill, the animated show. And it is so funny. Oh my gosh. And he's really enjoying it. He's 17. So, uh, it, it's, it's kind of a struggle to find things that are appropriate. And, uh, so we're, we're really enjoying that for what it's worth. So let's talk a little bit about homemaking. I had talked last episode about the fact that I'm working a lot more, like basically full time. And man, it makes a huge difference on those routines. Like if I'm working right up to when I start to make dinner, um, things things are falling through the cracks. So I um, confess that I'm really trying to find that balance again. And uh, I mean, I've gotten to the point now where sometimes I just do my little 15 minute routines um, at like eight o'clock at night, because that's kind of the first chance I'm getting to do it. But um, I, I sprained my ankle last week. And then how many just like a few days after that, so I was kind of off my off my feet, 
for a few days, um, you know, getting to play queen of the manor and not having to cook and definitely not doing any cleaning, just working with my foot propped up. And then um, my husband um, has this herniated disc in his neck that really acts up every once in a while. And it did. And he was just flat on his back and, and worthless. So we've got the... <laughs> My my brother said, you've just had a glimpse of your 70s where the least infirm person has to go to the grocery store, which was me. <laughs> um, but because I stopped doing things and, you know, he that wasn't doing anything, I really realized how what my what my unconscious habits and routines were doing. The fact that I am basically always sort of just picking up and putting away and wiping down counters and and sweeping and just the the whole straightening wiping down the bathrooms all those kinds of things that are just routines without me even thinking about it I stopped doing them and then within days I just felt like there was a grungy layer over the whole house and and piles were starting to form and I just realized this is what happens when you don't stay on top of it. I mean, it just entropy just takes over. It just it descends into chaos so quickly. So I think I'm on the I'm on the other side of it. Uh, things are we're, we're back to having I've done a, a nice weekly home blessing. So everything's feeling pretty good. Um, but I'm definitely I think maybe in the Facebook group I'll do a kind of a a challenge because. What I want to do now is just see if I can find even 10 minutes um, or, you know, 10 to 15 minutes a day to do those things that make me feel like my life is under control, like this is going to sound crazy, like refolding everything in my pajama drawer, reorganizing my sock drawer, uh, my, my, uh, closet there was a time where I had like all my short sleeve things together and all my long sleeve things together and and this time of the year you never really know like if it's a short sleeve day or a long sleeve day so they're all mixed up and I also this sounds maybe perhaps a little controlling but I sort my clothes by color and they are all mixed up right now because I just haven't had the bandwidth of uh to 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 do that and they get out of order very quickly as they come out of the laundry. So, I mean, it would literally take me five minutes to just straighten out my closet and, you know, three minutes to refold my pajama drawer. So those are the kinds of things I think I just want to, if I could just do that, not even every day. I mean, that could be overly ambitious. If I could take three or four days in the week to do those little things, you know, uh, to maybe clean out a shelf in the pantry, uh, clean out the vegetable crisper, that kind of thing. Oh my gosh, I just feel like I would feel so much more in control. And I think that when things are a little bit crazy, like they are around the world right now, doing the little things in your own environment to um, that give you peace of mind and bring you calm, I think that's what we need to focus on, right? Because there's so much that's out of our control. So let's just do the things that we have some control over. So, um, so that's, I guess, about it. I do want to thank, um, Crafty Robin for leaving a review. Um, I so appreciate uh, people who are leaving reviews and, um, and, and comments and things like that. Oh, and also, um, Robin left a comment telling me about MC Beaton. Um, I mentioned last podcast that I downloaded an app called Chirp. 
um, where it's kind of like a cheap audible. And I bought for, I think, 99 cents, a little cozy mystery um, by MC Beaton. And, and I thought I knew, knew that name and heard that name. And she assured me that a quality writer of uh, cozy, cozy mysteries. So I'm excited. And that will probably be next up on my to listen um, list after I finish the Alice Network. So um, I feel like people are going to be listening, staying home, listening to more podcasts. So please feel free to, um, you know, share this podcast with any of your crafty friends that you think might enjoy it. And thanks so much for spending this time with me. Hopefully you've been able to uh, hunker down with a nice cup of tea and some hand stitching or knitting or just listening to it while you're buzzing away on your sewing machine. Um, But stay safe, um, stay home and just sew. You can find me online at my blog, Simple Handmade Every Day, and on Instagram at Kristen Esser. Please join the Simple Handmade Every Day Facebook group so that we can keep this conversation going. Have a wonderful day.